Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Love Offering Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Adams, and today's guest is Ruth Schwing. Ruth is on the show talking about anxiety and how we can learn to trust the Lord and surrender to Him. She says that more than anything else, our heart needs a refreshing encounter with God each day. She's on the show showing us and offering us a way forward so that we can experience the confident calm that we crave. Join us to face life with God's peace and renewed strength. Discover the calming reassurance of God, who is the only one who can truly be trusted in all of the things. Hi, Ruth. Welcome to the Love Offering Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. You are the founder of The Better Mom and co-founder with your husband, Patrick, of For the Family. So I'd love for you just to start by telling us about these two ministries. Yeah, so um, about 10 years ago, I started an online ministry for moms called The Better Mom. And I was, my kids were really little then. I have, my kids are older now. I'm not sure how we got to this point, but (laughs) my oldest is almost 20, which is crazy. And then I have um, three teenagers under that. And um, my kids were really little then. And I just felt so alone in motherhood. And I just, I, I guess I thought, you know, I cannot, I can't be the only mom that feels like this. So I really was praying about mom ministry. We, my husband and I have been in local church ministry. My husband's a pastor for, for the, for over 20 years. But at that time I just was feeling called into mom ministry. And so I started an online ministry for moms, um, called the bettermom.com. And really it was a blog. That's when blogs were just, you know, starting to kind of hit the scene, <laughs> they were getting big. And, um, so the bettermom.com is a website with about 30 contributors. They're moms, um, that are all in, in all different stages and ages, Um, It's a place for moms to come to learn, uh, come together to learn and grow. And so that's kind of where um, the better mom came from. And then after that, uh, we started forthefamily.org, which is uh, the same idea. There's many writers because we'd love to have all the different perspectives from different parents. So um, that's forthefamily.org and that's for families. Well, um, families and motherhood, those are subjects that are just so dear to my heart as well. And so I think uh, I just love your heart for those ministries. Um, and, and so you're actually, you're a, a writer and you've written so many books. Um, and the most recent, you've actually co-authored with Karen Eman, who's actually been on the podcast twice already. I absolutely <laughs> love Karen. So yeah. how do you and Karen uh, work together to create these, these devotionals? Yeah, well, Karen and I, Karen and I actually met because of the Better Mom. So she became a contributor at the Better Mom. And that's how we first met over 10 years ago and just became really good friends. And I think, you know, through just talking a lot and we each have our own communities of women that we're reaching, we we start to see the things that rise to the surface that are most important to women or things maybe they're struggling with. And then of course the the things that we're struggling with in our own lives um, come into play as well. And so we always are talking about those things. And I think that's where the ideas come from, you know? And so this is actually our third devotional. I had to think about that for a second. This is our third devotional together. Pressing pause was our first and that's for moms and then settle my soul for all women. And then this is trusting God in all the things for all women. And we just kind of, once we have our idea um, specifically for this one, we just noticed, you know, it's common uh, for us to worry and 
whether it's a small thing that we're worried about or a, a very significant thing, we all struggle uh, with worry and finding peace. And so that's kind of where trusting God in all the things started, just talking about that whole idea. And so once we've kind of fleshed all that out, um, we each kind of just take it, take our own devotions that we're writing, and then we then they all come together. And I think what's really neat is you know, we each have our own life experiences and perspectives, and they just seem to really gel well together. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how the process works. Yeah, well, and I think, you know, like you were talking about having, you know, all the writers for the better mom and for the family, I think by you all bringing your own experiences and backgrounds, you then are able just to speak into so many more women's lives like that, that are picking up this devotional and, and your subtitle is says finding peace in your every day. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to just hear when did you first learn to trust God, because it's the title is trusting God in all the things so I'd love to yeah. hear when you first learned. Yeah, that's that's really an interesting question. And here's why, because I actually feel like it was before I was even fully following Christ. I didn't grow up in a Christian home. And so, but I remember as a, like a child, I remember writing prayers out in a journal um, for significant things that were happening in my life, whether it was my grandmother that was sick or, you know, whatever it was or something I really wanted to do, um, which I felt significant then as a child, I'm not sure how significant it really was, um, but I want, maybe it was something I really wanted my parents to let me do. And, and so I remember writing prayers out to God. I was not even a Christian at that time. And, or I fully, I didn't fully understand what a Christian was, um, but I remember writing prayers out to God and I remember him answering those prayers um, at that time in the way I wanted, of course, God doesn't always answer the prayers in, in the way we wanted, but that was really significant for me who, you know, I wasn't even a Christian then, but to see like, oh, wow, when I actually write a prayer out to God, he's, he's answering me. And so I feel like that's honestly the first time in my life where I was really learning to trust God for, you know, at that time, what I knew him to be. Um, and then, you know, in, in high school is when I, when I became a Christian, somebody invited me to church and it was like, you know, the light bulb went on. It's, you know, of course I was already going down that path and had been for a long time. I just didn't really see the whole picture until then. And uh, I remember you know, I was still kind of doing my own thing. I would go to church sometimes, but I remember somebody, um, actually the youth pastor at the time, sending a, a Bible verse home on a little note. And it was John 3.30, he must become greater, I must become less. And when I, and so my friend had given it to me and said, this is, you know, this is from so-and-so. And there was nothing else on this piece of paper, but this verse. And that really changed everything for me because I think I realized at that time that I was not giving him complete control and really I wasn't giving him my complete trust. And so I think, you know, that probably was a big pivotal time in my life when all of a sudden I realized, you know what, he must become greater. I have to surrender to him and trust him in everything. And so life really changed for me. Um, my, my, life following Christ really changed for me after that. And then I know this is, there's so many times I can think of over the years, because we have all different seasons in life where we have to keep coming back to this. But I think, you know, I can think back to when we were first married and we were having uh, my husband, we were in between jobs and find, 
financially, people were helping us pay for our bills. I think at that time, that was a pivotal time. Um, I went through several miscarriages over a span of 10 years. Um, that was a big time. Um, and my husband was diagnosed with cancer uh, uh, four years ago now. And that was a big time for me. So there's just all, and then of course, just having kids, right. And watching them grow up, um, that has been a big journey as well. So I think there's just times throughout uh, our life, uh, that we keep coming back to this and some are bigger, more significant times. And some are just, Oh, wow. Like this, like the subtitle says, you know, finding peace in your everyday, really there's the little things every day too, that we have to learn to trust God in. I'm so glad you you dove into all of that because I, I guess it, it really is truly a process and it's a daily mm-hmm. process because there's always some new scenario or new issue or new situation or new problem or, and it is, it's like a daily, God, I trust you, God, I surrender, God, mm-hmm. you know, I know, I trust in your providence. I know you've got a plan and, um, and letting go of that control. So thank you so much for for just walking us through that, because I think that that speaks uh, to my heart so much personally mm. too. And, you know, I think you, you mentioned when we're talking about peace in today's episode, and I think especially over the last several years, it just seems like, and I guess there's, you know, when you read the Bible, there's always been times when I'm sure people <laughs> didn't have peace as we talked about, like mm. all those daily situations that, that, come about, but were you in this place of like, God, I really need peace when you wrote this book? Was this a feeling that you personally really were struggling with? Yeah. I mean, I think again, going back to even just what all I just shared, I, I feel like it's always woven throughout my story. Like, I feel like I'm fighting for peace all the time. And I think if we were all honest, we probably all are. Yeah. Um, and so I just think it was more so that I was looking at the sum of my life so far and thinking, wow, this is something that keeps coming up over and over again. And and whether it's those day-to-day worries or it's the more significant worries, um, well, that feel more significant to me, of course, everything is relative and and everybody um, experiences different things. But um, I think, you know, like even sharing about the miscarriages, that was a long span of time, you know, like Mm -hmm. 10 years, I had four living children, praise the Lord, but five miscarriages, some of them at like 20 weeks. And Mm. I think, you know, that through those times when you're fighting for peace, it doesn't go away. You know what I mean? Like one day, okay, I've got this the next day. No, I don't got this. (laughs) And, um, and so I think, I I don't think it was one, one thing that really led to this right before writing this. I think it was just kind of looking over the last, well, I guess ever since um, I was younger and just realizing, wow, this is something that we will, we will never get over, but how, how can we live? How can we learn to live Uh, with joy and hope and peace in the midst of the worries of life. Yeah. Well, you, in in the devotional, you say a good place to start could be by identifying the areas in our lives where we are not trusting God. So I I am really interested to hear what are some of the areas that you think are most common that we don't trust him? Yeah, that's, that is an interesting question because I think that some of us might not even realize, myself included, some of the things that we're even worrying about because it becomes just a part of 
who we are, right? Like you're like, oh, like you're trying to control a situation. Like I like things to be in order and I like to know that this is, if I do this, this is going to happen. And I can get so caught up in that, that I'm like, wait a minute, what am I doing? You know, God's in control of this. So I think that's a huge area, just control over different circumstances, day-to-day circumstances. Um, the, the bigger things are, I think, finances, um, kids. I mean, like our kids and, and will they turn out okay? And, you know, just even the day-to-day struggle in the choices they make and just, or am I, am I a good mom? You know, that's a question that's asked a lot. So I think there's a lot of worry that goes into parenting. Um, our health, of course, I, I think that that's a huge one, yeah. whether it's that all we just haven't been feeling well for a while. And we're like, oh, something must really be wrong with me. I mean, that's a lot of people's struggle, right? We're just, we obsess over that. Um, I also uh, think, you know, control over bigger situations, like looking long-term, like we worry about the future, you know, will I be able to provide in this way or will this work out? And then of course, just in our culture today, the, the many issues that we face, I think we can get really caught up in that. Um, and especially right now, uh, and, and then with all that would happen with COVID, I mean, there's just so many things in our culture that it would be very easy um, to worry about. Yeah. I mean, I could have listed every one of those things too. And I wonder if that's just like the unifier of the human experience in so mm-hmm. many ways. Like I'm just imagining every woman listening, like nodding her head, like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So, I, so I guess the, the magic question then is, is what does it look like for us as believers then to trust God in literally everything? Yeah. And, and I think this, so what I was, all those things I was just sharing, I think what would be really helpful Uh, is to sit down and just list those, take, take like an honest look at your life and list those things that, wow, I, I guess I didn't even realize that every few days I'm thinking that maybe I should go to the doctor or, you know what I mean? Whatever it is that you're always worrying about. I think they just, it becomes so natural to us that we don't even realize that it's stealing the peace and joy that God has for us. We don't even realize that we're not trusting God in all the things and so I think that's a really good place to start is just to take an honest look at our life and, and write a list of those things. Of course, we, if, if it's, if you're struggling with like, for instance, with my husband's cancer, you know, that's going to be something glaringly obvious that, wow, I need to write that down. But I think there's a lot of things that are under the surface that we just don't even realize are that we're worrying about. And so I think just making a list um, can really be helpful because then we can actually surrender those things, uh, to the Lord. And it's really a daily, you know, it's like this daily surrender, I feel like. And I think that's what it looks like. It's this daily walk and surrender to God's ways instead of my own. And that goes back to that verse that I shared that my, um, youth pastor had given to me in high school. He must become greater. He, I must become less because that's realizing that, that he's in control. So I don't have to be, you know, he's got it all under control. I don't need to. Um, and so I think it's, it, that's what it looks like. It's this daily surrender to him. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, when I think about the opposite of peace, I think about fear and anxiety. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you, once we kind of list the things that we may be um, struggling with, how do we start exchanging our fears and anxieties for trust in the Lord instead? Mm-hmm. 
Well, you know, I, we talk about in, when we talk about trusting God and all the things we talk about this, wanting to have this confident calm that God is who he says he is, and he'll take care of us no matter what. And I think, you know, if we can get to that place, that's, that's what it looks like to, to exchange our fears and, and anxieties for the trust, for trust in the Lord. And I, there's a verse that I come back to a lot, and I feel like this is really helpful um, of course, there's many practical things that we could talk about, which we'll talk about those in a little bit. But um, Psalm 910 says, those who know your name, trust in you for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. When, so so that verse was, is a verse that I have clung to for a long time because it's saying those who know your name, trust in you. And I love that those who know your name. And what that's saying is when you know who he is, you, you can trust his heart for you and his plan for you. And when you know his name, so you know what the Bible says about him, right? You, when you've spent the time with him, you know you can trust that he's going to be faithful. He's going to be loving. He's going to be just. He's your defender. He's your healer. I mean, we could go on and on and on. And it matters. The time that we spend today getting to know him matters for tomorrow. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned over the years, because that's how my faith deepens. And I learned to trust him more because I've actually, I actually know who he is. Like that verse says, I know those who know your name, trust in you for you have never forsaken those who seek you. And I think that, you know, what happens when we face hard things in life um, they really, it really exposes what we believe about God. And, you know, honestly, my first tendency isn't to trust. I think it would, if, I think if we're all being honest, maybe we would say that it's not like, like when the hard thing comes, you're like, okay, Lord, I trust you. I, I do, but it usually isn't like the very first response. I can tend to like overthink and worry. And I just need time to like process and reorient my perspective. Um, but I think that that's, that's really important to step back, not try not to react, but step back, reorient your perspective, trust, know his name, know what he says about himself, because then you know that you can trust him. And I think that's been really big for me. And then prayer has been huge for me um, just every single day, especially this year, I've been focusing on prayer uh, in, first thing in the morning for a like doing not just like one prayer, but like taking some time to pray. I have a prayer journal and that's really been helpful for me. Well, and that's so good, Ruth, because he, he is trustworthy. That is who he mm -hmm. is. So why wouldn't we trust him? He's got a proven track record in, in our lives. And we can see that all throughout scripture and all throughout history. Um, and you mentioned the practical ways. So I'd love to dive deeper into that. What are some practical ways we can begin centering our thoughts and daily activities on Christ? I think you were talking about the mm -hmm. prayer journal. I think that's a great way. Are there any mm -hmm. other ways? Yeah, well, I mean, the prayer, so spending time with him first, I mean, I know I feel like I'm a broken record and I keep saying this, but you know, it really does matter for spending time with him today, whether you feel like you're in a really hard place or not right now, it's going to matter for tomorrow by just being faithful, spending time with him today. Um, I also would just like, if you're really struggling, I mean, I will literally put uh a verse as a screensaver on my phone. I know these are just really simple, but it, it matters. Um, I'll put a, I'll put a verse on a sticky note and have it on my bathroom mirror or my desk or wherever I am a lot. Um, I'll also put set alarms on my phone to uh, stop and pray throughout the day. And I think that's, that can be very helpful. 
Um, another thing that I've done is I have a little notebook that whenever there's a Bible verse that sticks out to me, um, like Psalm 910, those who know your name, trust in you for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Um, that's in that little notebook. And then I, it's, you can keep it in your purse. You can take it with you wherever you are. And if you're going through a really hard time, you can pull that out. Um, and it, it's always right there. So that's a very practical way um, to keep, you know, coming back to him. And then I would say, lastly, one thing that has been really a comfort to me is I got this little pocket cross. I know this sounds funny, but it's this little cross, um, that is little wooden olive wood cross that I have. And I got it probably five years ago. And there were times at night that I literally had it with me when I went to sleep in my hand, or I would keep it in my pocket, um, of my coat when I went somewhere. So I think, you know, just something like that was just a comfort and reminder to me that God was with me. And sometimes we just need that, that reminder. Yeah. You know, what comes to mind, Ruth? I don't know. I mean, you've got children and so I've got two children. And, um, when my daughter was in preschool, she really struggled. Like she did not, she would not go into the preschool and when then she would sit in her little cubby and like not want to go out and play. And I would, there were many days, it was just a three hour preschool and I would stay the entire time so, oh, that, no. she, <laughs> so that she would like learn to play and learn to adjust. Like, Aww. and I remember there was this book that her teacher recommended. It was called the kissing hand. And so basically it was a little sticker that you would put, you, I would kiss her hand and then I would put that sticker on it. And then she would put, you know, she could wrap it up in her hand and then kind of put it in her pocket. And so whenever she would get nervous or anxious, she would like, remember like mommy's with me. She kissed my hand. I've got the sticker. And in some ways I just think about it, you know, we don't necessarily need that, but as you were talking about the cross, mm -hmm. there is that, you know, I even think about the crosses we wear around our necks or on our earrings. It's like, there's mm -hmm. something about that visual reminder, like God is with us. And then something else that just came to mind, I had a medical procedure recently and I was kind of just laying on the, just nervous, like literally mm -hmm. I, I, I don't normally struggle with anxiety, but I just was I mean, I could literally feel my body shake and my mind just in my kind of an out of body experience in so many ways. And for literally for like, at least, I don't know, I didn't time it at least 10 to 20 minutes. I repeated over and over and over again, Lord, I cast all of my anxieties on you because mm. you care for me, Lord. I mean, like just on repeat, like that's all I could think, like, Lord, be with me, Lord, I need you, Lord. You know, I cast all my anxieties on you because you care for me. Mm -hmm. um, and that was what got me through. And I just mm -hmm. wondered, like what you were saying about that notebook and those verses, like that's his, that's the way he's with us. That's the way he speaks to us. And so I believe in every ounce of what you're saying, sometimes we just need his word that's and just mm -hmm. on repeat in our minds. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I, all that to say, I, I, um, I think there's such a value and truth to what, what you're saying and something else that you found, um, as you were studying and preparing for this devotional is that even Jesus felt overwhelmed, which is an interesting thought for me. So mm -hmm. I'd love for you to, to talk more about that and how, how, how does reading about Jesus's experience help us when we feel stressed out? Well, there's probably so much that we obviously could take from his life just to inform how we, we walk in our pain and stress, stress and suffering. But, um, a few things, you know, you, you mentioned him feeling overwhelmed and I think, um, you know, what's interesting about our suffering is if we, if we allow it to, 
we can actually, it can draw us closer to Christ because we're understand, understanding his suffering better. And I don't think we talk about that enough. Like our suffering almost unites us with his suffering. Um, and so I think when we also, when we look at his life, just knowing that he suffered like he did, um, it, it can assure me that he understands, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he he's with me in my suffering because of the suffering that he experienced. Um, and it actually draws me closer to him. And so I think that if we can learn to really embrace our suffering almost, which is so countercultural, right? We always want to run from the hard things, yeah. but actually learning to embrace them and see them as a gift that Jesus is, is giving us to, to really draw closer to him and understand the pain and suffering that he went through. Um, you know, I think the other thing we see in Jesus's life is just how he endured. And I think that that gives us hope and helps us to see how we should face our trials or our overwhelm or whatever it is. Um, Hebrews 12, two says, uh, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And so I think when we watch him in his life and how he persevered and how he endured, that's an example for us. And of course, you know, he's Jesus. So we'll never be able obviously to um, endure like he can. But I, again, I think it's an example for us to follow. Um, and then I think probably the other thing that stands out to me is that through all that Jesus went through, the common theme we see is that God was with him, that his father was with him. And I think, and, and, and God always took care of him in that. And I think that that should be a reminder to us as well, that, that he's with us, you know, and we don't have to worry. He'll take care of us. Yeah. Uh, Ruth, I actually, am just doing, um, Jen Wilkins Bible study better. And we were, I think we're just in week three and they was talking about Jesus as the high priest. And, mm. um, there's a verse in, in Hebrews three that talks about how he can empathize with us. And he was tempted in every single way that we are tempted, but yet he, you know, obviously never sinned and that he can truly empathize with everything we're going through. And, and I think that somebody brought up in Bible study is that, did he even, we know why he suffered on the cross, you know, obviously for our sins, but he also can then identify with us and empathize with us in, in our suffering too. And I think that's so beautiful. And I love how you pointed out how it's the joy set before us. And like, what is the joy that's mm. being at the right hand of, of the father eventually one day in heaven, like with all of us. And I think that mm. that's the same with us. That's, that's how we can endure the suffering um, as well. And so I'd love to just talk to, you know, really all of us, like we're, we're all struggling to kind of find a glimpse of hope. Sometimes mm. the world can feel, feel pretty dark and we're just like searching for the light. So as, as we are kind of coming to a close, what words of encouragement do you have for the woman listening? That's just feeling kind of hopeless. Mm. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is just, I just would say, you'll get through this and God will use it. Yeah. So, you know, if you're really, if there's something significant, um, that is that you're struggling with right now, it's a myth that God only gives us what we can handle. We can't handle what we're giving, what we're given because we need him, you know, and that's where the real growth happens. Um, so I just would say that if somebody is listening, that is really going through 
something that feels so hard and overwhelming and tragic, maybe even, um, I would say that you'll get through this and God will use it, um, even if it doesn't feel like it right now. Um, I think what happens when we, no matter what we're going through, whether it is something bigger like that, or it's just the day to day, I think we, we learn to cling to him. If again, this is this, our suffering or the hard things or the anxiety, whatever it is that we're going through that exposes what we believe about God. And we either turn to him or we turn away from him. Mm -hmm. And so when we choose to turn to him in those hard things, we are learning to cling to him in ways maybe we've never experienced before. And that really deepens our, uh, our relationship with God. And so I would just encourage the listener to, to see the hard things they're walking through as a way to actually know God more and really understand, like we've talked about his suffering, but see how he will provide. Um, and I know sometimes when you're in the middle of it, it feels like, oh my word, this will never end. Um, and it's hard to see that joy and hope, but I mean, if you keep holding on, it's, it's there. And so I think the other thing I would say is um, that you're not alone. Because I think one thing that I've realized over the years is that actually in my suffering, it's opened my eyes to what other people are going through. And the people that I walk by in the grocery store, or I'm at the stoplight and I look over and there's a woman there. I mean, I remember looking over at a woman at a stoplight and thinking, once I had gone through some really hard things, I remember looking over and thinking, I wonder what, I wonder what she is facing right now. And I think there's, I don't know, there's comfort in that knowing that we're not alone. Like this is a common, I think you even said it earlier. This is like common. We are all facing the things, right? All the things. Yeah. And so there's comfort in that. And so I would just uh, really encourage the listener with that, that, that you're not alone. Um, and then I, I guess lastly, that I would just say, you don't have to hold everything together because God already is. Mm -hmm. And I think again, that's knowing that, that God's in control and he's got this. And that's something I have to remind myself often of is that, wait, what am I doing? I don't have to keep this all together. Right. Because God already is, and he does it so much better than I ever could. Oh, that is so good. Well, yeah. It just makes me think he is the Prince of peace. That's who he yeah. is. And I just pray for every woman listening, no matter what you are going through right now that, that God would give you his peace that surpasses mm. all understanding. And, you know, you were talking about kind of this me, me too. Like, I wonder what the other, the woman next to me in the car line is, or the woman next to me in the bleachers or the woman next to me in the pew or whoever it is. Um, you know, the, the whole point of this podcast really is, is how can we be love offerings, you know? And I think part of that is just this showing this empathy and sympathy for other people. And, um, but, but what would you say, this is a question I actually ask all of my guests, um, but based on today's conversation, Ruth, how do you think we can best be love offerings? Well, I think um, in our pain, we can offer comfort to others because again, it goes back to that you are not alone. And I think others need to know they're not alone. And I know that can be hard when you're in the middle of something really hard. Um, but I think that actually, if we can step outside of that and actually uh, look at the person at the grocery store and offer comfort to them, um, or it's our friend at church or wherever it is, 
there's actually peace and joy that comes from that, even when we're in the middle of our own pain and suffering. So I would just, you know, to, to be a love offering, um, there's a few things actually I, I've talked about in the past when it comes to how you can be there for somebody else who's going through hard times. And maybe I'll just share those because I think that these are really practical ways that you can uh, be a love offering to someone else um, that, that needs comfort. And so I would say um, to walk toward someone else's pain instead of away from it, because a lot of people walk away from others' pain and, and you can walk towards someone else's pain. And also, of course, pray for your friend, but, but pray with them. Um, that always, always stood out to me and still does when somebody actually stops and says, you know, they know something's going on, whatever it is, you've just told them whether it's a problem, you know, that your kid's having at school or whatever it is. And they actually say, hey, let's pray about that right now. Um, I think that's a great way to be a love offering to someone. Um, and then I guess just lastly would just be keep showing up and it does, it could be a text message um, encouraging somebody just, you know, a Bible verse that you send them via text message. It could be a gift card that you send to their house, whatever it is, I would say just keep showing up. Mm, those are such great suggestions. Well, we, I know at the very beginning of the episode, we talked about um, the better mom and for the family, and I'll be sure to include those links to connect with you in the show notes, but are there any other ways that we can stay in contact with you? Yeah, so I am the best place to stay in contact with me is on Instagram at Ruth Schwenk. So it's just my name, Ruth, S-C-H-W-E-N-K. And then um, if you want to get to know me better, it's funny because I have people at church that come up to me all the time and they're like, I feel like we're best friends because I listen to, to your podcast. We have a podcast called Root Like Faith podcast. And that's my husband and I both do that together. So I sometimes forget, you know, and then I'll see him at church and they're like, I feel like I'm your best friend. I'm like, oh no, what did I say in that podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's another good place to connect with us. It's funny you say that. I had somebody approach me the other day and because they were just listening and they said, gosh, your voice sounds so familiar. I feel like I know you. Do I know you? (laughs) I said, said, well, yeah, I'm on my podcast. She goes, that's how I've never seen your face, but I do hear your voice. Oh, that's funny. That was so cute and such a good reminder of, um, I don't know, God works in all the things and all the way. So uh, Ruth, I just, I so appreciate your time and thank you for being my guest and, and more than anything, thank you for helping us to face life with God's peace and renewed strength Mm. to trust him in all the things. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode with Ruth Schwenk. We hope that today's episode helped you to trust God in all of the things. This week, our love offering is from Ruth, and she says, In our pain, we can offer comfort to others, walk towards somebody else's pain instead of away from it, pray for others, and pray with others. Keep showing up. If you are interested in show notes, you can head on over to at Rachel Adams author on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. I would love to connect with you there. I'd also love to connect with you over on the Love Offering Facebook community. There each week we dive in deeper into each podcast episode into the blog series, and we encourage one another to live faithfully and love fully. If you have not yet subscribed, rated, and reviewed the Love Offering podcast, I would so appreciate if you would take the time to do that just so more women can find and hear this Love Offering message. And if you have our 
already subscribed, rated, and reviewed, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your support and your encouragement. You are a love offering to me. All of this information can be found at rachelkadams.com. There you can subscribe to receive your weekly love offering newsletter, and all of this information can go straight to your inbox. Next week, my guest is Bailey T. Hurley. She is on the show talking about her book, Together is a Beautiful Place to Be, and she's a friendship coach, and so she's helping us to create simple and life-giving rhythms for friendship. I hope you'll join us again then, but until then, I hope you have a terrific week, and as always, remember to lead with love.